Hello and welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone on my drive home from work. And it is Wednesday. It is April 25th, 2018. We are fully deep into the Witchwood. And uh, my rank has not improved one iota. It has not been good to be on the ladder right now for me. Uh, by the way, I'm going to apologize in advance because it is raining here in Boston today, and so you will hear my wipers, and that's just the ambiance, and that's what you get when you get uh, me recording a show in my car. So, um, you know, that, that's that's authenticity for you. But I, I actually posted about this on Twitter the other day, and, and I got a lot of responses, and I actually got a couple people willing to help, and I don't even know that it's necessarily... I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what it is. I mean, it's basically just me being transparent. And and Orange uh, had posted something similar a couple days ago that he was having like a 35% win rate. And and I, I'm all in favor of being more transparent about about that. And I, I think I have been on this show too. Because you know, it's very easy to look at everybody getting legend and think that it's easy. And I mean, if you've been following me, I'm pretty open about what my weeks have been like. And the, I've been just kind of trying a whole bunch of stuff and trying to stick with it as best I can. And then all of a sudden it works until it doesn't. And I'm not really sure if it's that I'm not reacting to the meta quickly enough or that I'm going to work for the day and then coming home and the meta's completely changed on me. Or if it's just that the decks that are really good, like I can't grok how to play them, which is possible. But I've basically been bouncing around between four and five for most of the month. I hit three for a little while, and then that was okay. And then all of a sudden, the meta changed, and it was... Um, I was playing a deck that was not very good against, uh, you know, against something like a Taunt Druid, and then everything was Taunt Druid for a day. And I was playing Control Warlock, and that was fine until Quest Row came out. So it's just been, like, counters after counters, and, and I probably just need to pick something and stick with it, and I think that probably is going to be Mind Blast Priest. It's been the one deck that I've been able to able to, to be consistent enough with. I mean, granted, it's a Priest deck. Like, I am who I am, and I'm a Priest player, and so I'm going to understand that a little bit better than everything else. But it's been very frustrating, and if you've been frustrated, you are you are very much not alone. And it's very easy to look at other people posting legend pictures and whatever, and thinking, why can't I do that? And and you know, hearing, well, I got on this this ridiculous win streak to get the legend, and that's the kind of thing that will happen if you happen to cue the right deck for the right meta at the right time. And if you don't, if or if you stick with it like a little bit too long, and we're going to talk about this because basically this whole episode is going to be questions. Um, I put out a call on Twitter this morning. And you all came through with a whole bunch of questions, and we're just going to talk about that. Um, but ultimately, getting to legend is a combination of play skill, for sure, and deck choice, for sure, and luck, to some extent. Because you need to queue into decks that you are not horribly unfavored against. And, and one of the features of this meta is that many decks have extremely hard counters that make it very difficult to win. Um, and, and I want to talk about... Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of cap that off here because um, I, I want to talk about the meta in general a bit before I get to the questions. So we're going to do that and then we'll get into some, uh, we'll get into some of the questions. Um, but I think that my message to you is that it is normal to struggle 
And the best thing you can do for yourself is be kind to yourself, especially in the first month of a new rotation. It can be very difficult to climb. And I don't think I, I, I think that the months that I, I don't think I got, I, I definitely did not get to legend in any of the months of the Angora meta. That was a very balanced meta that made it very difficult to climb. And so I, I would be kind to yourself and not hold yourself to the same standards that you normally hold yourself to. If that, if that's a thing that you do, that would be my, my general advice to you just because the, the, the negative thing about a balanced meta, which we all say that we want is that a balanced meta can be very difficult to climb with one deck. So, but anyway, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the meta looks like, and then we can talk about how to approach it and some other things. Okay, so let, let's spend just a minute talking about the meta, because I think that there, there are some misconceptions about what makes up a meta to some extent, and also, like, I, I think it's important to understand the features of the meta so you can kind of approach it the right way. And this is me kind of talking myself through this too, to some extent, because like I said, I'm frustrated and, and, uh, not, you know, not for lack of trying, I assure you. And, but this is also not the kind of thing you can just power through. And, and I have some things that I need to do on my fundamentals too. Like I need to go back and look at my replays. Like I need to go back and look at my stats and see what is working for me and what's not. But I, I think a lot of it is also going to depend on the meta. So th this is what's important to understand about a meta in a card game is that it's effectively an ecosystem. So what happens is that a couple, one, or, one or more decks will become the consensus best decks, right? And, and I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying anything we don't already know, but I'm just trying to, trying to level set so that we understand what we're talking about when we talk about the meta. So you have one or more decks that become the best decks. Those are the tier one decks, generally. Those are the things that are, that are on, have the highest win rate, are, have the best matchups against the widest spread of other decks that are, that are popular, right? Because at the end of the day, the meta, it, it, a deck is only as good as the decks that it is facing, right? So when you have a deck that has a good spread against the rest of the field, that becomes a tier one deck. And then tier two decks will emerge to try to prey on one or more of those, Right, and then you have tier three decks that are, you know, okay sometimes, and maybe they high roll, and maybe they're just not there yet, and um, that that that's kind of how a meta emerges. And and generally, metas fall into one of two types, I, I think. And this is all I'm making this up as I go. I'm not like reaching into some card game theory or whatever. So I, you know, there may be some more formal discussions of this, but this is just kind of the way that I've understood it from the years playing this game, just intuitively. There are basically two types of metas that we end up getting once things settle out. They're either beat em or join em metas or they're rock, paper, scissors metas. So a beat em or join em meta is something along the lines of what we had at the beginning of Cobalt's and, and at the beginning of, of Knights of the Frozen Throne for that matter too. Where you have one deck or really basically one deck that may not be the only viable deck, like the only like tier one deck, but it's meta warping. And what I mean by meta warping is that other decks are only viable if they can beat that deck. This was absolutely true with Raza Priest. And this was absolutely true with Jade Druid to a lesser extent. But with Raza Priest, 100% this was true. Where if you did not have a win condition that could survive getting bursted down from 20, you, you were wasting your time. 
because you were going to re, you were going to play against Raza Priest enough that that was going to be relevant. And if you could not beat that deck at least forty percent of the time, then you didn't exist. Um, that that kind of happened afterwards with Cube Lock to some extent too, because Cube Lock kind of became the best deck, and, and Tempo Rogue was that kind of. At the end of Cobalt's, the, the most egregious version of this was Midrange Shaman back in Karazhan, but I imagine a lot of you don't remember back that far, um, where it was literally just Shaman Stone. But, you know, we haven't got quite as bad as that recently. But generally, like, when there's one best deck that's meta warping, that's that's kind of a beat em or join em meta. And then the other decks that are good can beat that. So that's why you had Q-Block with Mountain Giants becoming one of the one of the other prominent decks because one of the ways that you beat Priest is you kill them quick. And when you're dealing against a singleton deck that only has one way to deal with a with a large threat like a Mountain Giant, that's why you put Mountain Giants in Q-Block because you could get it out on tier 3 or 4 and Priest has a 1 in 30 chance, not really, like a 5 in 30 chance or whatever, to have drawn or, or whatever the, the odds are, I don't remember, the, the, the math is wrong, but you get the idea to have their shadow or death or they lose. And so that's the kind of thing that, that, that I mean by a beat em or join a meta. So that's not what we have right now. What we have is really a rock, paper, scissors meta where you have several decks that are all viable, that are all, that basically beat up one of the others and lose hard to one of the others. And these are kind of falling into categories. So what you have right now is you started off with the slow control-y decks. So Control Warlock and Cube Warlock lost basically nothing. So that's kind of the basis for this meta. And and you can throw um, Taunt Druid, you can throw Bla uh, Mind Blast Priest into the into this list too because they kind of all work the same way. So you have these slow control-y decks that have inevitability, that can choke out other decks, and that you know are, are strong and, and have weak conditions of their own. So what what rose up to beat those the same way that it did in the last meta with, with Murloc Paladin is you end up with these board-centric decks that can flood the board and just present enough threats that the slow controlling decks can't react fast enough. So that's where you get Odd Paladin and you get Even Paladin and you get Spiteful Druid to some extent. So, and and you can kind of throw Quest Rogue in here because um, Quest Rogue is really a design to dumpster on the on the slow control decks as well so that's it's not exactly the same because it's not just you know board board after board after board or or just kind of big minions that continuously present threats but it, it kind of is the same thing it, it was designed as a counter to the slow control decks so what happens when you have decks like those that are effectively mid-range not necessarily 100 percent, but basically then you get the all in aggro decks that are going to come in and counter those right so you get odd rogue you get um you get Murloc Paladin coming back. You get Tempo Mage with Alanath. And those are going to probably lose to the controlly decks because they can get out healed and, and just throw taunts in the way. But they do lose to um, but they do beat the something like a spiteful druid or something like like a paladin by just going over top. I mean Odd Odd Hunter was a thing for a little while too. And, and that's not really a thing because it just loses to everything now. But you, you get a lot of that all in aggro to kind of counter that. So that's basically where we are right now. And that can make it very, very frustrating to try to climb because the problem with a rock, paper, scissors meta is that you're always going to have an unfavored matchup against a third of the meta and that will shift. 
So you may not even notice it shifting. It is going to shift hour to hour, minute to minute as people go in and look at what's there and they start seeing a whole bunch of one type of deck, maybe because some, maybe because uh, a better report came out, maybe because somebody posted some new deck on Twitter, maybe because that's what HS Replay or, or Vicious Syndicate is showing at this moment. And all of a sudden, like that, the meta changes. And if you're not prepared for it, then what can happen is that all of a sudden what was working for you doesn't. And it's frustrating as hell. And so I think that's kind of important when we're talking about what a metagame looks like. And, and by the way, this is why when we're talking about cards and, and, uh, and you know, looking at cards in a vacuum and looking at cards before a set's released, that I was very careful to caution and say repeatedly whenever we talked about it that anyone who thinks that they can predict the meta is wrong because there are so many factors that are going into a meta that there's no way to know that this is the way that it's going to shake out. Everyone thought Warlock was going to be the boogeyman. Warlock is cutting Doom Guards from the list because they are too slow and don't do enough. And if you told somebody that a month ago, they would have laughed at you. So uh, that I think that just kind of sets the stage for everything else we're going to talk about. But I think that if you're really struggling in this meta, as I am, it's really important to kind of keep this, you know, in the back of your mind. And, and it's going to be a matter of when do you switch and when do you not? And I'll, I'm going to talk about that specifically, but keep in mind that things are going to be fluid and you may need to have two or three decks in your back pocket to try to, uh, to try to, to switch when you start seeing rock is changing and scissors are just changing to paper. Okay. So that all being said, right, let's get on, let's get into some questions. So the first question, which is kind of the question that's on, on everybody's mind right now, and, and I got two different flavors of this from Theric and Matt Jans, which are effectively boiled down to what should I be using to climb right now? So, which, which is a loaded question, right? Because it's going to be difficult no matter what, again, because things are changing so much. And, and this could be out of date. I'm recording this on, on Wednesday afternoon. I'm probably releasing this on Wednesday evening, and this could be out of date by the time you listen to this. All that, all those, all those disclaimers aside, um, the the simple answer is: if you want the best decks right now, you should be picking either even or odd paladin, or maybe murloc paladin, or spiteful druid. Those are the consensus best decks right now. Um, maybe some flavor of warlock. That's kind of in flux. Some people are cutting doom guards. Some people are cutting godfrey. Some people are, you know, it's it, warlock's a little bit all over the place right now. But even an odd paladin, one of the flavors of those, or spiteful druid, are probably the consensus best decks. I have not had success with either of those, and and generally my inclination is to try to counter the meta rather than go along with the flow. Sometimes that bites me. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I've not had really much success with either of those decks, and it's been very frustrating to play either of them. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to give you two off-meta options that. I think are okay, and I, I would try to look at if those are not working for you. I would try those first, honestly. Like, the Wisdom of Crowds is a good thing, and a lot of people are having success with those decks. I would try them first, if for no other reason to make sure you understand how they work, and, and understand how they lose, which is kind of an important thing for being able to counter decks. So, uh, let me give you two other options. One of them is Tempo Mage. Um, there's a list going around, and I'm not going to go over the list in detail. I am ex instead going to send you over to my friend Cream Puff at Top Deck Kings, 
because he talked this in, in at way more length than I can on my show um, because that was the de- one of the decks that he took to Legend and Standard this past week. So I would recommend you go listen to the latest version of the latest version, the latest episode of Top Deck Kings. I will give you a link in the show notes at offcurve.com for that. I would recommend you listen to that because Cream Puff is an incredibly smart guy. And he's one of the people who I learn from regularly. And he put together, I, I don't know that he put together this list. I know that there was a list that um, APX Void was running and that's kind of gotten, uh, APX Void is like the, is basically the Fibonacci of Mage. Like that's all he plays. Like I, I turned into his stream and he was going through his decks and literally every single deck in his collection had Jaina on it. That's all he plays. He designed Frozen's Control Mage for HCT Worlds. That went to second place. So, APX Void's a smart guy, and this is kind of, um, it's kind of gotten evolved since then, but the core is still really good, and generally it runs a lot of burn spells. It runs uh, Arcane Missiles and Cinderstorm, which is the new five, three mana, five damage Arcane Missiles. Um, it runs, it still runs Secrets because it turns out Explosive Runes is really good right now. And Counterspell is good against anything that is not a Spiteful deck. And then it just has a whole bunch of burn. It runs Aleneth, it runs Sorcerer's Apprentices, it runs Mana Worms. And it just tries to burn down your opponent as quickly as you can. And it does that very well. There were some games that were over by turn four or five. And if what you're seeing is a lot of aggressive decks, if you're seeing Quest Rogue in particular... This is amazing against Questrogue. It's pretty good against Paladin, too, because all of the, the missiles take take out a lot of the dudes that they put on the board every single turn. So I, I, didn't, I haven't really been able to stick with Tempo Mage because the one thing that happens is that when it runs into a controlly deck, it just runs into a brick wall, and that's... It's my own personal hang-up, but one of the most frustrating and tilting things for me is playing five or six turns of a game that I'm drawing one card a turn and none of them are doing anything. So uh, I wasn't able to stick on it for as long as I would have liked, but it did cl- it did do work for me for a while when the meta was all um, was all the mid range decks. It it did a lot of work. So that's one thing I would recommend. The deck that I am leaning towards sticking with is uh, Mind Blast Priest. This was something that um, that Zedalot, who's the Fibonacci of Priest, uh, put together, and it's been it, it was it was kind of actually at the end of last at, of the Cobalt meta, and it's been kind of evolve evolving since then. And the list that I've been playing today is Janetsky's list, list, which is probably the best version of this that I've seen. So I'll just go through the list real quick. Um, it's got one Silence, two Northshire Cleric, two Powered Shield, one Acidic Swamp Boost, two Divine Hymn, which is the new uh, the new card that does for two mana that heals all you and all of your minions for six. Um, two copies of Mind Blast, two Shadow Visions, two Wild Pyromancer, two Acolyte of Pain, two Shadow Word Death, uh, two Dustbreaker, one Scale Worm, which is the, the Rush minion if you have a dragon in your hand, um, two Twilight Drake, one Harrison Jones, uh, two copies of Psychic Scream, two copies of Primordial Drake, one Shadow Reaper Anduin, and one Alexstrasza. So the reason I like this deck a lot is because it... Against the more aggressive decks, you can just clear forever. Like, while Pyromancer is an incredibly strong card right now in a Paladin meta, because you can go wild Pyromancer, and you have multiple ways to get to heal it up to be able to hit multiple times. So you can Power Shield it, or you can use Divine Him. And by the way, Divine Him with, with Northshire Cleric is disgusting good. It's really good. So you can go, um, you know... 
while Pyromancer Cleric, play one spell, divine him, heal up all your minions, draw a whole bunch of cards, and then get more fuel to be able to do it more. It's really good. Um, and then you have the dragons for the mid-game. You have Dustbreakers, which are really good at clearing boards. You have Primordial Drakes, which are good at clearing boards. You get to run two copies of Psychic Scream, which is really good against Paladin and, and Spiteful Druid to just get those cards back into their deck. Um, Shadow or Death is really good against Mountain Giants and anything that comes out of Spiteful Summoner, Summoner that isn't Tarantus. And then you you have inevitability against the, the slower decks, as long as they don't armor, really. It, it's kind of like Freeze Mage, where you Alex Straza them with, once you have Anduin down against the control decks, you Alex Straza them, you get them to 15, and then you go um, Hero Power, Mind Blast, Hero Power, Mind Blast, Hero Power, and that's 16 damage assuming you have no no minions on board. And that goes over taunts, that, that gets rid, gets in the way of anything except for armor, which is why Taunt Druid is a problem. And obviously Quest Rogue's going to be a problem. But other than that, it's really good against a lot of things. I think I got frustrated because I was running up against a lot of Taunt Druid when I was playing it the other night. So um, that, was, that was kind of frustrating for me. And again, this is kind of the rock, paper, scissors nature of the meta. But whenever I've gone back to that deck, I've been able to do well with it. Again, I'm a priest player. That's where I'm comfortable that your mileage may vary, but I feel like that is probably the way I want to go at least. Um, I don't know if it's the way that you should go necessarily. I mean, you have to kind of figure out your play style, but, um, that's the way I, I think I ought to go for the rest of the season, unless something better comes up. Um, that kind of goes into, uh, Naligos's question also, which is, uh, asking me to discuss why it's hard to build a control deck in an unstable meta. And a lot of the reason for that, why you're not seeing a ton of control decks right now, and you will probably soon, is that the way that a control deck wins is generally through something that's called lineup theory, which is a, a term that comes over from magic. And, and lineup theory basically says that as a control deck, you have a series of answers, and you're going to line those answers up against threats. So for example, if you are playing against a warlock, you're probably going to, to keep a Shadow Word Death in your hand for an early Mountain Giant. And that's your answer for that. And then you're going to be thinking about, well, if they do this, what do I have to deal with it, or do I need to? And the way you win those games is by efficiently using your answers against the correct threats and exhausting the opponent of resources until you can get to your endgame. So what that requires from you as a control player is that requires both a knowledge of the decks that are in the meta and the specific cards that are in those decks. Because what, what will happen is that you need to know how every card in your deck is going to react against every threat in their deck. That is very, very difficult in a meta that's constantly changing because first of all, the decks themselves are changing. So you may have a lot of different decks that you have to, you only have 30 slots in yours and you need to be able to answer everything else that's in the meta. So generally control decks will, will not become viable until the, the kind of the titans of the meta sort themselves out. And then control decks become more viable because they can limit the answers that they have to what's popular and not, because you can't answer everything. Like at a certain point, you're going to have some sort of a weakness. And if you have too many of those, then you just don't get a good win rate. So that's one thing. And also it's difficult because the lists themselves are changing and getting refined. So all of a sudden you run up against a weird card that you didn't you didn't know that to expect and to, to line up a threat against, and now you have some uncomfortable decisions to make in 75 seconds, and once that happens, it's very easy to make the wrong decisions. So 
again, I'm I'm recommending Mind Blast Priest very tentatively, and I'm not even necessarily recommending it for you as much as I'm recommending it for me because that's the way that my brain works, and I feel like I'm most comfortable when I'm playing that style of deck. Um, I don't know that I would recommend that necessarily if this is not something you're comfortable with in general. And if you don't, you really don't have a solid grasp of the meta and, and the individual decks that are that are being played within those archetypes in the meta, I don't know that I would go that route. But I do think that um, this is a strong choice if you are comfortable with that skill set. Um, I think it's also important to just kind of keep in mind when you're looking at these decks on Twitter that just because something worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And, uh, like, anyone... You can get to legend with any deck, given the right circumstances. It's a com- Again, it's a combination of play skill, your comfort with the deck, and the, the decks that you're facing. And if you happen to get into... Just, you know, it doesn't take that many games to be able to... Um, it doesn't take that many games to be able to get into a lucky streak and just get all the way up to legend if you're at a high enough rank, right? Like, you can get on a, an 8-10 to 10 game win streak. And that's a thing that... It's not easy, but it'll happen. And so... I would very much caution you looking at any one person who's gotten to legend with a deck. If you're not seeing a lot of other people getting to legend with that same deck or, or refining that deck, like how we knew that Tantaru was a thing, at least for the, for the beginning of the meta was that a lot of people were trying different versions of it. If you're seeing like something that's off the wall and nobody else is playing, you might be ahead of the curve, but that might've just been a one-off and that may not be, if you're, if you're not a really strong player or not a strong player yet, that may not be the best choice for you to, to consider laddering with. Um, and, and expect to have good results with. So next up, Grasler asks, um, when should you switch decks? And, and again, I've alluded to this a couple times. And I think that what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And the right reasons are that you've looked at your data that you've been collecting through your tracker because that's a thing that you've been doing. And you're looking at your deck and you're looking at the expected matchups on something like an HS replay or, or a vicious syndicate or something like that. Your results against the decks that you're playing are in line. So like you're not, so, so one thing that I like to do, and this is a little bit hard early in the meta, but I think we're starting to get to the point where things are settling is what I want to do when I'm looking at, should I switch decks is I want to make sure that I, that I'm not the problem, that the deck is the problem and I'm not the problem. So, what do I mean by that? Basically, if, I, if, if I'm playing, say, if I'm playing a deck that is favored against a certain archetype and I'm repeatedly losing to that, then I'm probably the problem, not the deck, right? Because if, in general, on average, you know, which is kind of at a certain point controlling for, for player skill, if everyone else is able to win with this with this archetype like 60% of the time in that matchup and I'm not then I might be playing it wrong so that means I need to look at my mulligans I need to look at my my replays and see the choices that I'm making and see if I'm playing the deck right and and that might involve reaching out to other people who are better at the deck than I am to to confirm that because sometimes you just don't know if you're bad at the deck and you know people who you trust will tell you you know what plays you should be making or what plays they would make differently um but I think that really what you, you need to make sure that you're, you're losing because of things that are, you're not losing because of things that are within your control, which means that your deck is line, your deck is, 
you want to make sure your deck is lining up against the meta poorly, which means that you're queuing into decks that the consensus say are bad matchups. Or, and you're not just losing because of, like, Summoner on six. Like, that's going to happen, right? Like, if you get Tarantist on six, that doesn't mean the deck's bad. That means that you have bad luck because some things you just can't do anything about. So you just want to make sure that you're... Um, that the, the losses are not within your control and you're, and, and you're really queuing into bad matchups and that's when I would switch. Um, I, would, I would make sure that I'm not doing it when I'm tilted either because the other thing that you can do is just... It's very easy to look at like two or three losses in a row and say, well, this deck sucks now, right? And, and oh, I've run into two or three of this, de- of this matchup that's really bad. But if your last 10 games you've been going 60%, you don't want to switch off just because you lost those two games. That's just you re- regressing back to like a 55% win rate, which is fine, right? So you need to look at your overall win rate too and make sure that you're not just letting the last couple of games cloud your judgment. Obviously, this means you shouldn't throw good after good money after bad. Like, you probably should consider taking a break in that scenario. Make to see if the meta resets itself and also kind of get yourself untilted. Um, but the answer is that you're looking at the, <clears throat> at the decks you're facing. They are consensus unfavored matchups for a, an extended period of time. That's when you should switch. Because ultimately, if you're just switching up every couple games... And by the way, I'm completely guilty of this. I do this all the time, and it's a horrible habit, but I can't help myself. But if you're constantly switching between decks, you're not learning the nuances of every matchup, which is hard enough to do in an unstable meta as it is if you're changing, if you're staying the same. But if you're changing deck constantly, you don't know what tools you have to be able to react, and, and you don't know what kind of plays you need to make in reaction to those. So it's really important for you to try to stay as consistent as you can, but you know, recognize that if the meta does shift, you do need to, you do need to jump ship sooner rather than later. And your, your leash is probably a little bit shorter than it normally would be in a meta like this. Um, Roserick, or sorry, Ross Rierick, my bad, sorry. Ross Rierick says, uh, wants to know if there are any sleeper legendaries that I would, that I think you should keep your eye on for the set. So I, I, I do like Ben and Gaku, oh, Ben and Gaku, listen to me, great. Gen and Baku are the obvious crafts out of the set, and it's basically been that. And then a lot of the legendaries have really been um, utility cards for the most part. I don't think you really need to go out and craft any of them because none of them are really super, um, super critical to any given deck, which is a good thing, right? Because that keeps the game, the cost of the game down, and it keeps the the decks that you have access to a little bit easier. Um, but I do think that there are a couple that just aren't seeing play just because there isn't really a deck in the meta for them right now. Um, I, I've been really impressed with how Master Shaw when I've seen it work. Um, it's again, it's because Hunter and, and really minion-based Hunter is not really a thing right now. But I think that how Master Shaw really can be a difference maker once that kind of a deck starts to happen. I, I it's really powerful, especially in a death rattle type deck where you can trigger your death rattles immediately. I, I think that something like a How Master Shaw is really good. Um, Darius Crowley in a warrior deck is pretty much an auto-include at this point just because it's a good solid utility card. You don't need it by any stretch of the imagination, but it's really good about what it does because it removes a, it removes a minion and then it puts an instant throw on the board that needs to be answered because it just it can just grow out of control otherwise. I've never had it live through more than two activations, but it's even then it just drawing removal is is relevant. And I think Hagatha the Witch will see play. I think that there's probably a mid-range or controlly shaman that uses Hagatha. There have been some people experimenting with Shutterwalk Shaman with Hagatha. And I think that, um, I think that has a place. And 
once the meta starts to shake out and, and shaman controlling shaman can pick the, the answers that it needs and then put a lot of minions around that, that support that, I think that Hagatha's going to find a place you know, at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this meta or not, but I feel like Hagatha is a card that you really ought to keep your eye on for a while. And the last question that we had was from Esperoth, who asked the very important question, is the meta... Is this the meta that Quest Hunter will be viable for ladder again? And, and I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm sorry. It, I don't think it is. And, and I think the reason is there are too many taunts in the meta right now. Like Spiteful Druid's running Crypt Lord, which is just really hard to deal with. Taunt Druid is a thing. Um, you have you have Qu Taunt Warrior is is trying to come back. You have a lot of taunts in a in a Mind Blast Priest like. Pretty much most of the decks, aside from maybe Paladin, are running heavy taunts, and that makes it really hard for a quest hunter just because you don't... Those those little raptors don't get through taunts. So if you, they have any sort of board clear or just, like, put up a bunch of walls in your way, like, yeah, you're drawing through and you're putting more taunts down, you're putting more threats down, but they're just answering them. So I'm afraid this may not be the metaphor, but I, I would encourage you to keep trying because I know it's something you love, and, and I think that even if it's just something you play in casual, I think you should build it if it makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, this is a game and games are meant to be fun. And if Quest Hunter makes you happy, then live your best life is, is the message that I have for you. All right, so that's it for this week. As always, I would encourage you to go to the, to the show notes at offcurve.com. And that is where you're going to find all of the links that I mentioned in this week's episode. Um, you can also, um, you can find the, the sh find the show announcements. And when I do put up any written content, which I haven't done in a while, and I probably won't for a little bit until the meta shakes out. Um, cause those deck type, those deck guides take a while to put together. And I want to make sure it's for a deck that's going to be sticking around if I do that. So, um, but any of that written content or new episodes of the show, you can find out about off curve at, at off curve on Twitter. You can also feel free, not just when I solicit them, but anytime you can um, put through, uh, you know, ask a question to that account or, or send a DM, which are open, and uh, and I can get that on the show if it's something that, that uh, you know, works in answering it off the top of my head on the show. And um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at WickedGood. That's where you can find all of the announcements for everything that I do or, you know, ridiculous things that I'm posting or whatever. You can also see me casting... Uh, the United Hearthstone League, I have been casting a couple matches um, the past two Sundays. I am casting a, if you're listening to this before Thursday night, I will be casting uh, Thursday at 9.30, the match between Andrew is Living and Red Knight. And um, I'm usually casting at least one match a week uh, throughout the season. So, you know, keep an eye on my Twitter. I usually will announce that day what, what I'm casting. You can come and, come and hang out and watch. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to do. I, I love casting a lot, so and I'm glad to get, I get to do more of it. Um, so do that. You can also, I've been a little bit, the, the casting has been getting in the way of my streaming a little bit, but I'm hoping to get back to that soon now that, um, we're, we're making Sundays, uh, a day off from UHL. So hopefully I'll be able to get back to streaming on Sundays, um, at, on my Twitch stream, which is Wicked Good FM. So you can follow there and get notifications for when I'm streaming. I also announced that on Twitter. And, um, as also, if you, um, if you are so inclined and can, uh, take five minutes to leave a review on iTunes or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. Um, it really does help the show out a lot with visibility and, and you know, coming up in the search rankings and whatnot. Um, I did get one uh, review since the last time that I read reviews from DT123, 
who says, uh, this is a great podcast to listen to during your commute and is part of my weekly schedule. Steve covers a variety of topics in easy, easily digestible bites as an active content creator in the community and always has fresh insights. So thank you. I mean, it means a lot. It, it fills my bucket, you know, to, to get that kind of, uh, you know, affirmation and, and, you know, I don't ask specifically that you leave a five-star review, though obviously it makes me happy when you do that. Um, but, you know, just leaving those reviews does help the help the visibility of the show. And, it, and it's also kind of fuel for anyone who does something like this. Like, uh, you know, it, it's it, sometimes you it, it's very lonely, you know, when, when you're doing something like this. I mean, I've been very fortunate the last few weeks to to have been getting a lot of um, a lot of good uh, praise and, and attention for the work that I'm doing on the show. But, you know, it, in, the, in the times when you're not getting that, it, sometimes it does help. And not just me. Right. Like any podcaster. Like, just tell them that you're appreciating the work that they're doing, and, and that really does help them a lot, especially if they're smaller, because sometimes they don't hear that a lot, and, and it kind of helps keep them going. But I've rambled on long enough, and I'm about to pull in my driveway, so I am going to let you all go. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please, you know, do do your best to, to stay positive. Enjoy the game for what it is. If, if you're not getting to the rank you're used to getting to, that's okay. Just try to learn as much as you can. And maybe next month's time will be, will be easier than this month's. But you got plenty of time. And just try to enjoy yourself as best, as best you can. Because, you know, this is a game. This is a hobby. This We're doing this for fun. And you should have fun. And you should enjoy yourself. All right. Anyway, thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate you spending the time with me in my car and keeping me company. And I'm me keeping you company later on. And uh, good luck on the ladder and with whatever you're doing, I will talk to you soon. Have a great one.